Shalom to all. Today's office is based We are starting Chafi Hamad Bay is the bottom line with the brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsored Le'ilu Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Moshe, Her Nisham, Shadav, and Aliyah. And Le'ilu Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef, Yantav, Ben Rab, Usher, Anshul, His Nisham, Shadav, and Aliyah. And Le'ilu Nishmas, Natan, Ben Rab, Avram, His Nisham, Shadav, and Aliyah. Now in this Mishnah Gemara, we're going to be learning about a Bachar, the firstborn kosher animal that has to be given to a Kayan who then brings it as a carbon. If the Bachar has a permanent blemish, a mum kavua, it's allowed to be shechted and eaten outside the base of Mikdash. However, the only way to determine if it has this type of mum is by an expert, a mumche. And the Mishnah says, Bechar Shanafalabar. This person has an animal to Bechar. It fell into a pit on Yontif. Now the owner's afraid the animal's going to die if left in the pit, but he's not allowed to take it out. So it's a Bechar. And it's not allowed to be shechted unless determined to have a mum. So Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, Yerid Mumche Vayira. A Mumche, this expert, he could go down into the pit. He can see. Chafaf Amar Alpha on top. Im Yishbay Mum. If it has a Mum Kavua, Yal of Yishchait, he's allowed to bring it up and shecht it. Vimlav. But if not, La Yishchait, he's not allowed to shecht it. Now let's remember that Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon argue regarding Mukta. Rabbi Huda is Machmir. And therefore, this has to be a case where the animal already had a Mum before Yontif. It was just never determined if it was a mum kavua. Therefore, Rabbi Huda allows the mumcha to come in Yantif, and if indeed it's a mum kavua, the animal isn't mukta because the owner already had in mind before Yantif that he would want to shecht it if it turned out to be a mum kavua. But if it only developed this mum on Yantif, then Rabbi Huda would say that it's mukta because he never had das to use this animal. Whereas Rabbi Shimon he says, if it was not recognizable that this animal had a mum before Yantif, that's not considered muchan. Now, what does that mean? Since Rabbi Shimon is makal with mukta, his reason for asking here is not because of mukta. Rather, he holds that a mumcha allowing it to be shechted is like making an item usable, mitakin, which is asr on yantif. Alternatively, a mumcha coming down and decisively paskining if this is a mumkavu or not is similar to sitting down and paskining a din tyra, which is asr on yantif. But now the Gemara asks, my kamifligi, what exactly Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon arguing about? They're not arguing about mukta because if they were, Rabbi Yehuda would be machmin and Rabbi Shimon would be makel, and we say that that's not the case in the Mishnah. So enim, if you want to say suggest the Gemara b'royim mumin kamifligi, their whole machlekes is is an expert allowed to come and pask in this case on yantif? Rabbi Yehuda suffer royim mumin beyantif. Rabbi Yehuda holds it's not a problem to do so on yantif, and Rabbi Shimon suffer in royim mumin beyantif. This expert is not allowed to come down to determine this on Yantif because it's like he's sitting down and judging it in Tyra. So if Ryan Mumin with Alma, they should just simply argue about Ryan Mumin. Why is it that we have to say that this animal fell into the pit and he wants to take it out of the pit? Just simply say this person has a Bahar and he wants to determine whether or not has a mum. Are we allowed to bring this expert there or not? Why do we have to say that it fell into a pit? So the Gemara says you're right. They are arguing about Ryan Mumin. However, Bahar Shanafal Bar the Khidish is that it fell into the pit. What exactly is the Khidish? you might think Mishum because it's this animal is in pain, it's in the pit, Laren Veleski Krebishua, that we can make a trick and we could bring it out like Rebishua suggested. On Daflam and Zion, we learn of a case where both the mother and the child fell into a pit on Yantif, and we know there's an Isser to Shech both the mother and child on the same day. That's the Isser of Isav as Benoy. And Rebishua allows taking one of them out on the pretext that he's going to Shech it and then quote unquote decide to Shech the other one instead, successfully removing both of them from the pit. So we think that you're allowed to do so on Yantif as well. Kamash Mulan, Rabbi Huda teaches that he may not remove the Bukhar in the pretext that, oh, for sure the Mumcha is going to find the Mum, and that's not allowed. The Gemara asks, Hachi, if that's a Chiddush of the Mishnah, so Lo Yishchat, the Mishnah had said, if it doesn't have a mum, he's not allowed to shecht it. Lo Yalav Yishchat me by It should say he's not allowed to bring it up out of the pit and shecht it. Why does it say he's not allowed to shecht it? It's still in the pit. So the Gemara says, you're right. Lo Yitzricha, we're actually talking about a case, Da'avar Va'aske, that he was Ivar and he actually took the animal out of the pit. Sakadai Chamina, you might think, Lishchatay, that he should be allowed to shecht it. Kamash Mulan, the Chiddush is he's still not allowed to shecht it, even though it's already out of the pit. The Gemara asks, Lishchatay, he should be allowed to shecht it. Hatamhu, it's a tam, it's unblemished. We just said that it doesn't have a mum. So what's your hava mina? that even though he took it out of the pit, he should be allowed to shecht it. It doesn't have a mum. The Gemara says, you're right. Let's read the Chiddush of the Mishnah is the Nafal Bay Mumma. Then now it developed a mum and the Chiddush is you're not allowed to shecht it. The Gemara asks, Vahamuktahu, it's Mukta. If it just developed a mum now and it didn't have a mum previously, of course you're not allowed to shecht it. It's Mukta. The Gemara says, you're right. Ella the Nafal Bay Mumma of your of Yantif, it had this temporary mum before Yantif. Vahashta Havali Mum Kavua, and now it actually became a mum Kavua. Maldatema, you might think, did that he actually had Das on this mum before Yantif? Vinishratain, he's allowed to shecht it. Kamash Malan the Chiddush is he's not allowed to shecht it. 
So bottom line is, the machlekes in the Mishnah is, if we're allowed to bring a momcha to check out the mom, namely Ryan Mumen. The chiddush of the specific wording of the Mishnah is to teach a case where he pulled it out of the pit be'iser, even though it had a temporary mom before Yontif, which indeed developed into a mom kavua. And that's what the owner was hopeful for in the first place. It's still not considered muchan, because bottom line is, the mom wasn't kavua before Yontif, and therefore it's not allowed to be shechted. And now more about this, Tanar we have a brayse. Bechar tam we have a bechar, which is unblemished and it fell into a pit on Yontif. Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi Amir, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi says, Yerin momcha v'yira im yesh by mom yalav yishchait v'imlav lo yishchait. A momcha could go down, if it has a mom, you could bring it up and shecht it. If not, you're not allowed to bring it up and shecht it. Now important to note, this Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi is not the same Rabbi Yehuda of our Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda of our Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda Bar-Yilai, and this is Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. Now Amr Lai Rabbi Shem Manasya told Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, Hare Amru, they already said, meaning the previous Rabbanim said, specifically referring to Rabbi Shem Bar-Yichai, who is Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi's Rebbe, and that's the same Rabbi Shimon of our Mishnah. He had already said, you are not allowed to have an expert come and check out a mom on Yontif. So how could you say that it is allowed? And Kay said, what's that case? The Brysa says as follows, if it had a mom before Yontif, you're not allowed to bring an expert to check it out on Yontif. That is only the Chathchila. However, Bidiyavid, if he did come and check it out and he said that it's a mom Kavua, you are allowed to use that animal on Yontif. And the Brysa continues, if it developed a mom on Yontif, Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon says, that's not considered and you're not allowed to bring someone to check it out. The Shavin, and they both agree, meaning Rabbi Hud and Rabbi Shimon both agree, if it was born with a mom, that's considered muchan. But we see very clearly from his brisa that Rabbi Shimon holds that if it developed a mom on Yontif, even if it was determined to be a mom kavua, you are not allowed to have this animal. And now we talk about the last part of the brisa. Darsh Rabbar of Huna Hidarshin, if it was born with a mom, an expert is allowed to check out this mom on Yontif to see if it's a mom over a mom kavua. Amalir of Nachman, of Nachman told him, Abatani, my father taught, im if he was over and he came and he checked it out and he said that it's a mom kavua, then it's mavukar, it's already okay, and you could say the bidiyevit, it's permitted. But va'at amr v'akner said lechatchila, you're saying lechatchila, you're allowed to do so, lechatchila, he's allowed to paskin on this animal, and now Amr Abai, he says, kavasi de rabbi rafuna mistabro, it's actually more logical to say like rabbi rafuna that lechatchila, a person's allowed to come on yantif in this scenario. Militani tlas abavi, from the fact that this brass that we just quoted, it has three sections, that has three cases. The first case is, noed by mom erev yantif, if it had a mom erev yantif ready, and mavakner said yantif, you're not allowed to bring someone on yantif to check it out. Lechatchila hu delay, lechatchila, you're not allowed to bring someone. Lechatchila, it's not allowed to be checked out. Hadiyavit shaper dummy, but bid the evid if someone checked it out and said that it's a mum kavua, so then you're allowed to use it on yantif. The second case is noed by mum be yantif. Let's say developed a mum on yantif. Reb Shimon Eimer he says ein zemen muchan. That's not considered muchan and dafil diyevit namiloi. Even bid the evid if the person came down and said it's a mum kavua, you're still not allowed to use this animal. And v'hadir tani the third case of the brayso was v'shavin. Both Reb Yehud and Reb Shimon agree sheim noed muma yime. If it was born with a mum shezemen muchan, that's considered muchan. Dafil lechatchila nami. Even lechatchila you're allowed to bring someone to check it out, and l'chatchila, he's allowed to say this is a mum kavua, and you're allowed to use it. So clearly we see from this b'risa that it's l'chatchila, it's permitted in that case. As the Gemara, hold on one second, we have a b'risa not like that. V'haki asa Rabbi Shai, and Rabbi Shai came, asa v'aisi masnisa biyade, he came and brought a b'risa with him, and the b'risa says, ben shenolid by mum me'erv yantef. Whether this mum was developed before yantef, ben shenolid by mum be yantef, whether it was developed on yantef, chacham, aymrim l'cham say, and we're assuming that's Rabbi Shem Barichai, ein zemen amuchan, that's not considered muchan, meaning even bidiyavid, if an expert came and said that it's a mum kavua, you're still not allowed to partake of it. Clearly, that's not like our previous brisa. The Gemara asks, okay, but el kasha hach. That previous brisa is still a question. It seems to be that we have two opposing brisas. So what do we do with that first brisa? The Gemara says, you're right, but there's no problem. Hahi adobar uchmihi. That's actually adobar uchmi. The mishabash v'tani. He actually teaches brisas in a faulty manner. The other Amorayim knew that he would forget the proper gears of the brisa and often teach them incorrectly. And therefore, this first brisa, that three-part brisa that we quoted, is actually an incorrect brisa. And this new one that we quoted is the correct one. And Amar Menachem Yitzchak he says, masnisa nami deka. Our mission is also medayik like that. Dikhtani Reb Shimon Eimer, Reb Shimon says in our Mishnah, if it's not recognizable,
table that has a mum on Erev Yontif, ends up in a mukhan, it's not considered mukhan. Now, my ain mumma nikar, what does that mean? It's not recognizable that it has a mum. Ilay masha ain mumma nikar klal, that means it didn't have a mum at all and it only developed a mum on Yontif. She says, obviously, you're not allowed to use it on Yontif. That's because it only developed a mum on Yontif. Srikhla Mamer, the Mishnah has to tell us that. That's not a chiddish. Ella must be the lies chazil chacham Erev Yontif. It was just never shown to the chacham on Erev Yontif in mum kavua and mum iver, whether it was a mum kavua or mum iver, but it had that mum on Erev Yontif. And Katani Mios, at any rate, we learned in the Mishnah, ain zem mukhan. It's not considered mukhan, meaning even Bidyevid, if he did come and check it out and say that it's mum kavua, nonetheless, you are not allowed to use it. Shmam, you know, we have a rayo that if he came on Yontif to check it out and it only developed that mum on Yontif, you are not allowed to partake of it. And now, new topic in which we're going to bring our Mishnah as an attempted raya. Hill the Amaira asked Rava, Yesh Muktal Khasi Shabbos or Ain Muktal Khasi Shabbos, is there Muktal Khasi Shabbos or is there not Muktal Khasi Shabbos? What does that mean? If something is Mukta for part of Shabbos or Yantif, does it retain its Mukta status for the rest of the day or not? The classic case is figs or grapes placed on the roof to dry. Once they begin drying, they're actually inedible until fully dried. The Gemara analyzes, Hechidami, what exactly is the case? If these figs and grapes were actually fit Banish Mushes, they were fully dried Banish Mushes, so Echsis, so they were fit Banish Mushes, and we know that if something is Mukta Banish Mushes, so it's Muksa for the rest of Shabbos, but if it wasn't Muksa Benish Mashes, so it's not Muksa for the rest of Shabbos. And either Loy Echsi, if they were not fit Benish Mashes, they were still in the middle of drying, so therefore you couldn't eat them. Loy Echsi, so they're not fit and they're Muksa the entire Shabbos. So what exactly is the case where they're fit for part of Shabbos and then they become unfit and then they become refit again? So the Gemara says, Loy Tzricha, the question of Hill is the Echsi that they were fit when Shabbos or Yantav came in, Vahadr Idchi, and then they became pushed away for whatever reason, Vahadr Echsi, and then they became fit once again. My, what's the halach in that case? Are they Muksa for the rest of Shabbos or Yantav? For example, what's this case? They were completely dry before Shabbos, but then it rained on Shabbos, making them inedible, but then out came the sun and dried up all the rain, and the figs and raisins became edible again. Are they considered mukta because they became mukta on Shabbos for a point in time, or not? Do they once again become mukta to eat? Amr Lei, Ravah told Hillel, Yesh mukta, we do say Yesh mukta l'chazi Shabbos, and if something becomes mukta, even though that mukta status falls off, we're going to say that it's usher for the rest of Shabbos and Yantif. The Gemara asks on that, Asa, we have a brisa that says, Vishavin, they both agree, meaning both Rabshim and Rabbi Huda agree, if it was born with a mum, Shazem and a muchan, that's considered muchan. Now, Vamai, why would we say it's muchan? Why do we say that a person's allowed to come check it out on Yontif? Nemo, let's say, that originally, meaning of Yontif, it was actually fit to be eaten because of its mother. Meaning, before it was born, if its mother was shechted of Yontif, then we would say that this Bukhar, since it wasn't born yet, it's not considered a Bukhar, and it's considered fit. It's considered fit Bainashmashas. It's Yaludle, once it becomes born on Yontif, Idchile, so now it's considered pushed away, it's considered Mukta, because we have to wait till Chacham determines whether or not it has a Mum Kavua, and then a Chaziel Chacham, once the Chacham comes to check out the mum, Ishrilei, he permits it, so that's a case where it was permitted, it becomes pushed away for a little bit, and then once again permitted, and we say over there that it's permitted in that case, so how could you say that Yesh Moksel Chazi Shabbos, that it's going to retain its Isser status the rest of Shabbos or rest of Yontif? So Amr Abayi, Vitem Rav Safra, Abayi, and some say Rav Safra answered that that case has nothing to do with our question. There was actually Dayanim sitting there, there were experts, Mumchim sitting there, watching the animal give birth, and therefore, even before it became Moksel, they were able to determine whether or not it had a mum, and therefore, this is not our discussion of Muksa for Chatzis Shabbos. Ekadamri, some say that it was the other way around. Amr Lei, Rava had told Hillel that ain't Muksa for Chatzis Shabbos. We do not say that there's Muksa for Chatzis Shabbos. Lei Misayelei, and let's say this Bryce is actually a proof. Vishavan, they both agree, Shem Noel, Muma Imai, that if it was born with a mum, Shazam and a Muchan, it's considered Muchan. And Vaha Bachar Meikara Havachazi Agav Imei. Originally, this Bachar was considered fit Agav its mother while it was still in its mother's stomach. It could have been Shechted, Ben Ashmashes, and it would have been fit. It wouldn't have been considered a Bachar. And then it's Yalalei, once it was born on Yantif, Idchilei, it's considered pushed away, it's considered Muktza because we have to wait for Chacham to determine whether or not it has a Mum Kavua. And then a Chazil Chacham, once that Chacham comes and says that it has a Mum Kavua, Ishtrilei, it becomes permitted. And so we see from here that even though it had a stage when it was Usr, once that Isr status falls off, we say that its Muksa 
status falls off and it's permitted. Now, Amr Abai, if you tame Rav Safra, that's not a riot at all. That's because there was Dayanim sitting there, so never actually got a status of Mokta to be able to say Yesh Mokta or Ein Mokta Lachatzi Shabbos. So, in the Gemara tries to bring a proof for this. Tashma, we have a Brice that says, A person was eating grapes before Shabbos, and he had some grapes left over, and he put them on the roof to make raisins out of them, he was eating figs, and he had some left over, and he put them on the roof in order to turn them into dried figs. He's not allowed to eat them on Shabbos until he designates them, he's mazmin them before Shabbos. We find the same thing with peaches and quinces and all other sorts of dried fruits. It's not only raisins and dried figs. And now we analyze, what exactly is that case? If they were fit before Shabbos, meaning they were fully dried before Shabbos and they were edible, so why do we have to be mazmin them? Why does he have to designate them and say he wants to eat them? And if they were not fit before Shabbos, if they weren't fully dry, so even if he does designate them, that doesn't work at all. It's like a person saying, I want to eat that stick. A person doesn't eat sticks or stones, and his hazmana doesn't do anything. And if you want to suggest that that case is, he just simply doesn't know if they're ready yet. He was too lazy to go up to the roof and check, and therefore he thought to himself, you know what, I'm going to be mazmin them, and if they're ready, I'm going to eat them. But Valmar Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana says, he had fruit which was drying, so therefore it was mukta, but then it completely dried. But he just simply didn't know that it completely dried. Motor is permitted to be eaten on Shabbos. That's because he checked it out on Shabbos and he saw that it was for sure dry before Shabbos. So we see that's permitted and it doesn't need hazmana. El Lavin must be talking about a case, the chazu ve'ilchu meaning it's a case that they were dry before Shabbos, but he knew that there would be a point in time on Shabbos that these fruits would be unfit. Let's say the forecast predicted rain. And the Bryce was teaching that only if he designated them before Shabbos would they be permitted for use after being temporarily mukta. And the if you're going to say ain mukta, that there's ain mukta chatzi Shabbos, so lamalu hazmana, why does he have to be mazman them? He could simply wait till the rain dries up and they become fit once again to eat, and then he'd be able to eat them without hazmana. From the fact that he has to be mazman them before Shabbos, it must be that yesh mukta chatzi Shabbos. The Gemara says, hold on, Elamai, so what do you want to suggest? Yesh mukta, they will say yesh mukta chatzi Shabbos, but ki who my hava, what does it help when he's mazman them? When he's mazman them before Shabbos, they're actually fit to be eaten right now. He's just trying to be mazman them for the eventuality that they're going to become mukta for a little bit, and then once again become fit. That doesn't work. You can only be mazmin something which is not currently fit right now, and then he's able to be mazmin it. However, these are already fit to be eaten. They're already dried, so we can't say that Hezazmano works at all anyway. So it must be that this Brisa is not talking about Yesh Moksa or Ein Moksa Chatsi Shabbos. It's talking about something totally different. They were actually kind of fit, kind of not fit. They were Chatsi ready, Chatsi not ready. There's some people that will eat the fruit at this stage, and there's some people that will not eat it at this stage. Asmin, if he designates it before Shabbos, Gali so then he's revealed that he's that type of person that wants it, and he actually wants to eat these only chetzi ready fruits. Loy Azmin, but if he doesn't designate them before Shabbos, Loy Gali so he hasn't revealed that he wants to eat them, and he's not allowed to eat them. But once again, this Brisa is not a raya for our question of Muktzil Chetzi Shabbos or in Muktzil Chetzi Shabbos. It has nothing to do with that discussion. And now we're going to try one more attempt to answer our question of whether or not Yesh Muktzil Chetzi Shabbos. Amr Abzeri, he says, Tashma, let's try to learn Mipulin Vadashim from beans and lentils that are cooked on Yantif. Now, usually Tashma means we're going to be learning from a brisa. However, over here, Tashma means let's just learn from a common practice of ours. Beans and lentils, before you start cooking them, they're completely raw. You're able to chew them. When we say eating something raw, we use the word kais to chew it. So you could chew it raw. But the moment a person throws them into the pot to cook them, so he's pushed them away. He's made the mukta because now they're boiling in a pot and you can't eat them. But once they finish cooking, once they've cooled down, now they become fit to eat. So we see that ain't According to your logic that boiling hot food is considered mukta, you should have a question about all pots of food Friday night. What does that mean? 
stam kaderes da amo benashmashes reshes hain. A standard pot of food Friday night benashmashes is boiling hot and you're not able to eat it. We take it off the stove benashmashes. It's boiling hot. It cannot be eaten then. Ul urta and later on in the evening after you come back from shul after you daven then achlini minayu we all eat from it. But according to you that boiling hot food is considered mukta, no one should be allowed to eat their hot food Friday night. That's because benashmashes it's mukta and we know migu diskatzoi benashmashes it's katzoi kula yaima and it should be mukta the entirety of Shabbos. So Ella by says garam b'day adam we're not asking question when something is able to be finished by man. Meaning, when you put your food in the pot on Yontif to cook, you know that that food is going to be finished cooking before Yontif. And therefore, you're never makzadaitemine. He never takes his knowledge, he never takes his mind off of that food. He knows it's going to be finished, so it's not considered like it was mukta for part of Yontif. It never became mukta. He knew it was going to be ready. What's our whole question? What's Hillel's question? If it's out of your control, if Hashem has to finish your job for you, meaning we have to rely on the proper weather conditions and very hot sun to come out and make sure that there's no rain over there when we're relying on factors out of our control then do we say yes Shabbos or not that's what Hill's question was and we still do not have an answer to that question we're going to stop here for the day pick up tomorrow continue to talk about a Bukhar for now everyone should have a wonderful day